Welcome to Women Who Sarcast, where we apply the lowest form of wit to the social issues of our time. I'm Kathy Barron. And I'm Debbie Stare, your certified sarcasm specialist. We are going to talk about stereotypes. And I, I worry about a lot of things that are extremely important. And one of the things I'm worrying about these days is are we stereotyping? Stereotyping. I mean, if we just assume that stereotyping is always bad, aren't we stereotyping? Sure. So we're stereotyping the stereotypes that we're typing. And isn't that not good? <laughs> I don't know. This is too confusing. <laughs> I, I didn't know you were going to bring up typing, you know. <laughs> well, you know. I wish I'd had a little advance warning. <laughs> you can always type with your stereo on. I am not qualified to talk about <laughs> typing or stereos, but stereotyping, yes, of course. Well, uh, I am worried that stereotyping is getting a bad rap. So I want to advocate for the uh, fact that perhaps stereotyping isn't always as bad um, as, as we think it is. Uh, <clears throat> so I, uh, I just want to give some positive uh, uh, stories about stereotyping. I stereotyped three times last week. Mm, uh, three times? Three times. And um, I had a good outcome in at least two of them. And I was right every single time. So what were the instances? Um, well, isn't gaydar a form of stereotyping? Um, so. If it is, I don't have it. Okay, good. Maybe you're uh, more politically correct than me. No, I'm just not very astute, I guess. I don't know. I think as you get older, it, the gaydar slowly diminishes. Does it? It's like your tweaker doesn't tweak anymore. Your tweaker doesn't tweak anymore? So, you know, like your antennae. So are you saying that there's a time when there's no more blue ova? It's possible. <laughs> Well, I got a date through stereotyping. I figured out she was gay. I went up there and interacted, and, and now we're, we're happy, and we're, we're dating, and, and at least until she finds out what I'm really like. <laughs> <laughs> so you stereotyped her to get a date? Well, I didn't. I used stereotyping. Mm -hmm. I kind of looked at her and looked at the different signs and thought, she's probably gay, so I'm going to go up there and be gay around her. And uh, I got a date. Wow. Good for you. I know. Hold your applause, please. One score for stereotyping. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you might disagree. <laughs> no, I think, I think we all stereotype. And I don't know if you call it judgment or... Um, but I think with stereotyping, it's, it's like we have to put people in like categories and cause it's just some kind of process I think that we have to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, I, I think, I, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. No, you go ahead. I was just going to add to, yeah, I think, um, stereotyping is a form of, uh, a, a lazy person's thinking and we're all lazy. So, um, it's a thumbnail way of finding out, uh, who's uh, kind of figuring out how you should at least interact in the beginning 
um, I've read some studies that say that um, stereotyping is basically a function of uh, cognition, of basically sizing something or a situation up really fast so that you don't have to reevaluate everyone and everything. Right, yeah. Um, every moment of the day. Exactly. If you put people in certain groups or categories, then you no longer need to wonder what each individual is like. So right. then so then like you said, it's a lazy person's um what did you say? Well, it's kind of cognitively lazy. <laughs> right. We're gonna use it. We're gonna use it. I think we're gonna use it. I don't think we're gonna get rid of stereotyping because I think it's adaptive. Um, but like anything, right tool for the right job. And if you use it in the wrong way in the wrong place, then it definitely could have some um, a, a bad consequences. Well, but, I also think it's a way for us to feel, for people to feel better about themselves. Because we think our groups are better than other groups or, you know, um, whatever that group is. Right. Um, they do this bad thing. We don't do it. Therefore, you know, we're superior. So. Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Stereotyping can be a self-esteem builder. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> to employ that. You know, I can sometimes predict, like, uh, there's a certain kind of student that comes into my classes. Yes, people, I do teach college. It's scary. Um, and um, I can predict that this person is going to crash out. This type of person is going to crash out and die. And, and not die, but not be in my class for longer than two weeks. And just think, so you know I'm not racial profiling or using race, because I try not to to stereotype that way because that's just awful to do that. But it's a kind of person who will raise their hand and talk uh, kind of out of turn. They usually have a, um, they're kind of a bit socially awkward. They often are very, are pretty smart. They sit in the front often, not always. And they make, by the end of the first day, the rest of the students are already uncomfortable with them because they talk more than um, average, even though what they're saying um, tends to be a good driver of conversation and they ask good questions. Then after class, they make some kind of contact with me saying that there's something weird and uh, upsetting going on in their life, et cetera, et cetera, but they're really into the class. And then they're, then they're missing for a while. They often come in late. And then um, they uh, uh, come back to class after missing, being missing for a week or two. And then, and then they say, well, I'm back, blah, 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 blah. And then I never see them again. Interesting. So it's all about them, basically. I can tell the first day that that this is somebody who's probably not going to make it, you know, through the class. Right. That's interesting. And they're usually usually white. I should just say that. I'm going to pick on my own um, uh, uh, race here. (laughs) I feel most comfortable doing that. (laughs) I want to make it clear I'm not talking about any minorities. Well, Um, and I think it's all very, like, gut instinct and... um, you know, our emotions and our experiences in the past, I think, affect our um, stereotyping as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, good or bad or otherwise. And do, you know, do you notice that you run into types of people now that you're, well, I'm over 50. I don't know how old you are, but you look like you could be. 25. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm just going to offend you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
<laughs> you're not ever. You're not fifty. You're younger than it's that. Anyway, young. you're about but my, my anyway. Age. We're not talking about ageism here, okay? Yeah, right. Do you notice people come in types or models? Like when you meet somebody, do you sometimes feel like I've met this person before, even though they're different? Mm-hmm. And so, is that something that happens to you, or is that yeah. just something that's insane that I do? But I think for me, it's like if I notice like someone doing like certain like mannerisms or how they are sometimes, whether it's um, facial expressions or what they say, I mean, I definitely put them in some sort of category, whether it's my own made up category or, mm-hmm. you know, a broad category. Because you always I mean, it's like with with like horoscopes with with signs when someone says, are you, you know, you must be a Scorpio. And I'm like, it's the same. It's, it's the same stereotyping mm-hmm. is, you know, your, your sign or, you know, you can't be a Scorpio cause you do this, this, I mean, it's just like either you are a Scorpio or you're not a Scorpio or you're not a Libra or, I mean, it's just people just go there. Right. And because it's a easy way to explain something. Mm-hmm. Rather than getting to know you. But I mean, you know, I think your astrological sign definitely is part of who you are and can be. I don't like zero in on, I mean, I'm not going to not like somebody because they're like a Libra. I mean, that's You're going to find a better reason? I'm going to find, exactly. (laughs) And I'm sure they'll give me a better reason. (laughs) But another way to look at stereotyping is that, um, you know, like you're not going to ask a kid for directions who's three years old and you're not going to ask somebody who's, you know, older to help you move. I mean, those can be (laughs) stereotyping too. You know, I'm not going to ask my 83 or four year old mother to move a couch with me or for me. Mm-hmm. So I think those can be um, stereotyping as well, but it's not negative. No, it's more realistic. And uh, there is such a thing as uh, positive stereotyping. You know, if you uh, – teachers who – I just know this from the research about teaching. Teachers who have more positive expectations of certain students and they stereotype them in a positive way – those students tend to perform better, and of course, the teacher also tends to give them higher grades, mm. too. And they've they've studied that both ways of of having a control where they actually the students who are receiving the positive uh, effect of stereotyping um, when the when the, when they were blind scored a, a test they did better, and then of course teachers do that with students, so it can have a beneficial effect to some people and a negative effect. Mm -hmm. So I read something that when a a white baby raised by white people prefers to look at white faces than black faces. Mm -hmm. And though it's not the baby's own race. um, So if a baby, so if a white baby is raised multi-ethnic, then they show no preferences. So it's kind of interesting that, um, that Wait a minute. So you have a white baby raised by by white, white people prefer to look at white faces than black faces. 
Right. But if you have a, a white baby raised by uh, African-American parents, that they would prefer the African-American faces? Right. Is that, is that okay? Yeah. So we look at, we look at faces that are familiar over those that are unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. So it's... Uh, yeah, that's why people tend to hang out with people that are, are like them. I don't think we're going to stop stereotyping, but we all know that there are bad effects of of stereotyping. And so what are those bad effects and why? Um, one, um, uh, stereotyping can be positive in that you can, it can be useful to just have a thumbnail sketch of someone so that you, you know, you uh, treat them, you know, Maybe if you understand, oh, somebody is from a particular religion and they don't eat a certain kind of food and you know that and you're not going to um, offer them a certain kind of food or talk to them in a certain way. I mean, it can be a useful knowledge. Where it tends to fall apart is when people don't bother to go beyond the stereotype and they don't bother to get to know people, actually observe people. And mm-hmm. the other place it falls apart is um, uh, if people have the wrong information. Right. Or the wrong belief systems. And that comes about through, actually, stereotypes aren't as useful in our current world because um, we're a melting pot due to technology. And so you cannot bet that a person who has certain characteristics is going to be of a certain race or have certain experiences because it's just uh, too unpredictable. Right. And uh, to sum up, um, also, uh, groups can use... Certain belief systems, like false beliefs, like Trump's been doing it um, with different ethnic uh, groups, to just build false knowledge and um, have a, create an unequal power dynamics. So I think the ticket is to um, just use stereotypes as a thumbnail sketch and be be aware of them and their detrimental effects, and then actually get to learn, get to know the people that you're around, actually observe behavior and see what they actually do. I think that's a good idea, and I think we need to make that extra effort, especially in this day and age. And I think because I think fear of other groups um, is what's stirring it up here, as far as the political um, atmosphere. And I think that's where a lot of stereotypical myths have been happening. So yeah. become fearful of other groups for no reason, only because of what the media. Um, has said so we really need to be careful of that right so it's you know it's a good topic to bring up but we have to be careful as we do it and i just did it because i thought it was kind of funny yeah (laughs) oh we're stereotyping (laughs) stereotypes you know they actually it's actually a good function of the human brain but if we don't go beyond our first impressions and our assumptions then we're we're screwed so we need to be careful not to do that and in my classes i'd strive very hard not to assume things about people and to let their behavior tell me who they are and what they're up to, mm-hmm. et cetera. And it's very, very rewarding because lots of times people surprise me. Right. And yeah. everybody has a story and you don't know what's going on right. with anybody until you ask and understand. So. All right. So I'm going to start right now. I'm going to stop stereotyping you, Kathy. Well, thank just, you very much. Yeah, I feel like um, I'm, I can go beyond that. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and thanks to Kathy for making this uh, sarcast a reality. All right, thanks, Deb, and thank you, listeners, and we'll see you next time. 
Show music provided by Mike Imbasciani. You can find him at mikeimbasciani.com. That's M-I-K-E-I-M-B-A-S-C-I-A-N-I.com. 